Welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle and entertainment podcast of the Columbus Dispatch, where we provide a taste of upcoming arts, entertainment, and leisure activities throughout Central Ohio. This is Earl Hopkins, Features Reporter at the Dispatch, and I recently spoke to Features and Special Sections Editor Becky Cover to talk about the return of Weekender and what readers can expect from us as far as our content. So, Becky, before we dive into, you know, what this return means, how excited are you for its return, given the fact that it's been on hiatus for, what, over a year and a half at this point? Yes, we last published the section in mid-March, but had to put it on hold since then, because as everyone knows, we went into lockdown and then the the whole country, just the whole world just kind of went into uh freeze mode. So we're just really happy to have the section back. I I see the weekender section as just a, a guide for everybody, including you and me, Earl, as to what we might want to do over the course of the weekend. It's just fun to read and it's really fun to work on. Absolutely. And with its return, what kind of content or or things are you excited about um, for our readers to really dive into? Um, is it generally just its return altogether? Back to, as you said, just chronicling what things are happening in the art and culture space? Or is there any particular event you're excited to really expose to our readers? Well, it's exciting just to be back in general. It's fun, always fun to highlight events and activities that, you know, are positive and and exciting to get out and do. So, you know, working on something like that, it's always a pleasure. But I like, one of the, my favorite things about the section is it's the what ha- what's happening. 10 things to get out and try not to miss this weekend. I I just think those little nuggets and snapshots of, of activities and events is really, is really exciting. I, I think it points up a variety of things to do. It's It runs the gamut. You know, we do... Um, theater, music, family-oriented events, literary events. It's its just a wide variety of things. So hopefully there's something that appeals to a reader uh, in those 10 things. And if you don't find something there, check out the other options where there's a host of activities and movies and events to take place um, in the coming days. So there's just that kind of snapshot of what's happening in central Ohio over the course of a weekend is pretty, pretty fun. Of course, a favorite part of the section in my mind is the dining options because I'm always starving after I read about the restaurants that we have included. (laughs) Um, It's just, oh my goodness. I always try to have a snack at hand when I'm editing because I know I'm going to be in need. So this week we have Columbus Brewing Company which has some awesome burgers and pan pizzas in addition to house-made brews. And then Cleaver, which is um, in Grandview Heights, and that has a real focus on local sourcing of their meats and poultry and, and ingredients as a whole. I think that's, that's an important element for restaurants, so it's good to see that. The Dublin Irish Festival has taken a different twist this year. It's called Dublin Irish Days. And so it's spread out through the weekend. It's already taking place. And there's just a lot, you know, especially for families to do there. Music, entertainment, um, various restaurants are involved, uh, vendors. uh, So there's there's much for people to to enjoy. 
But, you know, we've got theater this week. Mad Lab Theater is presenting its 10th annual shorts, uh, short plays festival, where they highlight the work of high school students, which, you know, these are our budding theater playwrights, et cetera. And I think that it's just wonderful that, that they're highlighting the work of these kids. And music, there's always music happening in Central Ohio. So one highlight is uh, Jess Baldwin is participating in an event with the Columbus Jazz Orchestra this weekend. And that's something to look forward to, too. And I can't stress enough that, Earl, your story on the rooftop bars is awesome. I mean, what better way to kick off your weekend than to sit atop um a venue and look out over the city and the wet weather is supposed to be good this weekend. So I think everybody could go out and chill out, cool their heels and enjoy if whatever type of drink they're interested in cocktail, mocktail and enjoy some of what central Ohio has to offer view wise. Yeah. There's a lot to <laughs> really, you know, take advantage of, especially with this ever expanding city. So I'm excited for our readers myself to like, you know, really take hold of it and really see what's out there. So, yeah. So in addition to that, I want to make sure like our readers, both casual and our loyal subscribers know exactly where to actually read up on this content. Um, so where can they ultimately find it? Well, it will be in every Thursday where our back to being our own standalone section each Thursday. And readers who are familiar with it, you know, we, we haven't gone anywhere. It's still on Thursdays. And in addition to the highlights that we're, we're focusing on, Earl, we also are including the puzzles and comics pages and the TV grid and the almanac. So it's really, it's a great one-stop shop for all features readers because now it's all in one section. Whereas before we had the puzzles and comics and, and TV information and a life and art section and the weekender section was separate. Now you can just consume all of that information in one spot. So for print readers, it's awesome. It's all together in one place. And online, people can find all of this information highlighted throughout the entertainment um, tab. And often it's going to be at the top of the website because, you know, these are events like your rooftop story today, Earl, is is really popular. And so those things are we try to keep at the top of the uh, the website. And so but you can always find it under the entertainment tab. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Becky. I think that really wraps up and chronicles what's to come of Weekender and how excited you are about his return. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk about it. Thanks, Earl. I could go on all day. Um, anyone who knows me could probably figure that out. But um, I think it's just so uh, thrilling to have it back. And I hope that readers enjoy it because um, we're, we're going to highlight a variety of things throughout the course of this, this summer and beyond. And so I hope that folks enjoy it. For this week's episode of Life in the 614, we're going to talk about a feature piece in the latest edition of The Weekender, which revolves around the city's best rooftop bars and restaurants. And I'm speaking with John Barker, president and CEO of the Ohio Restaurant Association, to talk about the rise in rooftop bars and high-rise eateries in the capital city. So, John, before we get into the questions and whatnot about this like influx of rooftop bars that I've seen and others I've seen throughout 
the capital city. First of all, explain to our viewers and our subscribers what it is a day is at the ORA for you. Well, my friends think all I do is go around and eat, you know, eat lunch and dinner at all the restaurants and uh, have my feet up on my desk. You know, they, they think that's what this job is, which is funny. Um, but an average day, you know, here, well, at least since the pandemic has been, you know, literally to triage all the things that are going on around our industry, which have been pretty intense, you know, for the last 16, 17 months. And then uh, to help our members, you know, we have 23,000 restaurants, you know, around the state of Ohio. So we got a lot of people, you know, who need help. And uh, so we do everything from updating them, like if there's a mandate, you know, or now people are talking about face mask and, you know, the Delta variant. And so we, we're the conduit for all the facts so that people, you know, if they have to actually do something, you know, we tell them what they have to do and how, or, uh, you know, we just keep them up to speed. And that's that's pretty that's become an extremely important part of uh, what the association does. We spend a lot of time on that. But, uh, you know, trade associations, you know, we, we basically help people with how do they get their business started? They want to open a restaurant. You know, how do I get, you know, business insurance? You know, we offer we have a lot of vendors that can help them, you know, do that at a discount or if they need like an energy contract or they need um health insurance for their employees or just whatever they need our jobs here to, to help get we're, kind of, we're a consultant you know for the restaurant industry yeah so like somewhat of the architects of the restaurant industry as you said like from ground yeah. you know ground floor up until you know it's it's development so okay got you so you know firsthand uh columbus is home to a sprawling deck of these rooftop bars and high-rise cantinas right and they're more popular from what i understand in cities like you know new york la miami chicago like these major metropolitan areas but columbus seems to be coming up on its own in this regard right what do you think is the cause of this influx of rooftop bars yeah, well, Columbus is a little late to the game, uh, as you said, right? Um, I mean, I started seeing, you know, in uh, I've been traveling to New York for 30 plus years and, you know, there, there's been this kind of stuff going on there for quite some time. And um, and the reason is people, it's like a little fantasy. You, you know what I mean? You get to go up, depending on how many stories it is, you know, in New York, you're actually up in the clouds, you know, it's so high. You know, if you go to some of the Far East countries, they, they're they even higher than the ones in, in New York, right? And you um, up. So it's the idea. It's fancy. Typically, these are going to be a little bit higher end. You might dress up a little bit, you know, look nice as opposed to going to your little local bar or something like that. It's a night out, right? It's it's fun. And oftentimes, these places, you know, you got to make a reservation. You don't have to, but sometimes you do. And you maybe grow with a date or you go with a group of friends. And uh, it's just a, it's a different vibe. Right. And I think I think people like it. I think, you know, you know, you go and do this a couple of times. You say, I want to keep doing this, you know, so. And for you, like you said, you traveled to New York for 30 plus years. You traveled enough to see like how far behind it seems like Columbus was um, with establishing these like, you know, these bars or restaurants. Right. But like with you having that, you know, that eye and seeing it develop slowly and slowly over the course of you know five, 10 years. How do you feel uh, with you yourself as a frequent uh, person that attends these places, as well as some of the feedback you've received from some of our residents who have now gotten on to eating and drinking at these establishments. 
Yeah, I think it's cool. You know, I think those uh, that had a chance to travel for their jobs oftentimes got access to these things and, and saw that and came back to Central Ohio and said, boy, I wish we had this here. You know, and it's a little bit like the the chicken or the egg, right? Do you, you know, uh, put one up and hope people come or do you wait till a bunch of people ask you to do it? And so Columbus, what happened is you got some developers involved, right? And these developers are also out, you know, traveling around the United States and they're always looking for trends, you know. So you might remember six, seven years ago, bubble tea got real popular, right? And well, that had been in place 15 years ago in San Francisco, right? Or maybe 20, right? I mean, that was the thing. Like with the, you ever have one of those? They have the tapioca and it's, you know, it's kind of a, it's like an exotic tea drink. You eat part of it, you drink part of it, right? And and then all of a sudden, boom, that arrived here in central Ohio, right? And people said, I like that, right? And uh, you went from zero bubble tea to, you know, like 30 bubble tea places around Ohio, right? Which was probably too many. And then it settles down and ends up being, I don't know, 10, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, the rooftop idea is one that is more sustainable, right? Because that's people are going to stop wanting to do that, you know? It's a cool thing to do. And, um, you know, again, once you have a couple great experiences doing that, it just feels so different. You know what I mean? I just I just think of like I went to the one there's one in um, in Bridge Park, right? Vaso, which is up, you know, and um, it man, it just feels it kind of feels like you're in New York or L.A. when you're up there. Right. And it's new and it's kind of hip and it's clean and just all those things. It's, you know, it's it's the place to be right now. So. Yeah. And like you said, like, I think. From my own perspective, some the rooftop bars like Vaso, which is personally one of my favorites, or like Terrace Bar, or Woman Sky uh, downtown near along Park Street, like places like that. This trend, it just seems like it's going to be more sustainable than, like you said, a green like the bubble tea trend that you know came and kind of went within the city. And so ultimately, you see this sticking around for some time or even building upon what it's already kind of been established, right? Yeah, well, I mean, again, once there's success, then other developers and other restaurateurs want to jump into this and everybody's going to try to make it a little bit better, right? They, they make it unique. And sometimes it's, you know, kind of a, it's music themed. It's more about, you know, the look and feel and, and the vibe from music. Next place might be more about, you know, making sure they have really good food. The next place might be more about all cocktails, right? And really be kind of a fancy, you know, where they have some kind of like 20 cocktail menu that's special and things like that. So everybody finds their own niche. So we talked about, obviously, like the rise in it, the sustainability in it. I don't know if you can speak on this, actually, because I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Are there any forthcoming variations of it that you could speak on, like some forthcoming developments that you're aware of? Or are you unable to kind of speak on it or spoil it at this given time? <laughs> Everybody always wants to know what's coming next. But if you go back in time, Earl, is probably 20 years ago, um, there was this thing created, the Rainforest Cafe. Okay. And it started at Disney. And the idea was you'd go into this thing and it looked like a rainforest while you were in there. It even sort of rained inside, right? All the drinks were themed like a jungle. And, you know what I mean? There, the, you know, there were like little characters that came out and all that. And that was a smash hit. You couldn't get into those places, right? 
And then they turned it into a chain, right? And the next thing you'd see it pop up in Cleveland and, you know, and then you'd see it in New York and all that. And that went through a huge, you know, kind of ride. And then people said, yeah, the food's not that great. You know what I mean? How many times do I actually want to go do that? You know what I mean? So you got to come up with ideas that have sustainability and longevity. And I, But I think this idea of rooftops, right, people being outside and, you know, we've learned something from the pandemic. A lot of people like to be outside, right? And so... Maybe you have a rooftop and uh, and you figure out a way to make it. You can use it here in, in Columbus uh, or Central Ohio 10 months a year by having, you know, some sort of a, uh, you know, cover over the top of the, the, the roof, right, to keep the rain off. And um, maybe you put some heat lamps up there, right, so you can use it unless it's, you know, 30 below zero or something like that. So people are going to keep evolving this. And uh, we do see some plans, you know, that people have. Um, we were kind of excited to see the Bud Dairy Hall go up, you know, over there on 4th Street. It's kind of a cool new thing. It's an old thing, and they turned it into a new thing, right? They took this old building, and, and it's kind of neat because what they're doing there is they're um, supporting some young startup, you know, uh, people who, you know, maybe couldn't afford to do a full restaurant, but, you know, by being able to have something in the, in the, in the, in the dairy hall, right, or the food hall. And then, you know, after you get your food, then you go upstairs and you have a really cool experience upstairs, maybe with a cocktail, right? Kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. And even some rooftop bars, because obviously winter restricts them from opening up, you know, and having as many patrons as they would want outside, they're doing igloos now, right? Vaso, the rooftop bars you mentioned in the winter, I had um, a reserved an igloo for my birthday party. So it's just like, you know, those creative things are going to continue to make this, I feel, that much more popular. And so I'm excited for what's to come in the city. So Yeah, me too. I think Columbus is, um, is getting better at <clears throat> the trends coming here a lot faster. And part of it is, of course, just, you know, with social media and all that kind of thing, there's very little barrier now between whatever's cool going on in San Francisco or New York or Miami. It doesn't take five to 10 years to, to get to Columbus, right? Remember when Poke, you know, the, the, basically the fish restaurants started to show up? That was, you know, they've been eating that kind of food in Japan for 50 years or maybe long, I don't know, hundreds of years, right? And then, then it got to the West Coast, then it came to the East Coast, and then it arrived. And, and that's the same thing. Like, there were poke restaurants every three feet in Columbus, you know what I mean? And now it's settled down, and only the best ones made it. But it's still here, right? Because it's a good concept. Yeah. And I'm also hopeful that some of these trends, like you mentioned, come to Columbus quicker. Like, you know, I don't want to have to wait. 50 years, like you said, with poke, like to really enjoy it and be able to access it at any point that I want, like we can now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, I'm thinking that certain trends will come closer as Columbus expands its cultural horizons in a sense, you know? So Yeah, yeah we definitely are doing that. And, you know, so many people move to Columbus now. You know, this is a big destination for people. Uh, we are an influx of population versus some other cities in the Midwest that are treading ground and are maybe losing a little bit of population. But Columbus is a place people want to be. There's a great startup mentality here. You got the universities all over the place. You got a cool downtown. You get some nice near in, you know, central Ohio, you got some good suburbs, you know, you got a lot of jobs. I mean, man, if you want a job in Columbus, like take you two hours, right, to get one. So, you know, and uh, so it attracts a lot of people. And so when people come here, right, they want all these experiences and sometimes they bring it, you know what I mean? So, and we have, um, or we have some really 
innovative and smart restaurant groups here, you know, that um, love to develop concepts. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of them. We have some good developers. And, and so sometimes it's the big guys, but sometimes it's the, just a one-off, right? Just a couple guys get together, have a great idea, mortgage the house and open up something and go for it, right? So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, John. That's all the questions that I have for you. I appreciate you for coming on the Life in the 614 podcast. And I know our listeners will really enjoy this one. So thank you. All right. Good to talk to you.